I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got shit to do. Hey, Doug. I think it's about time we put on for the city, man. They're looking like we forgot or something. Never that. Man, I'm so Cleveland. It's a goddamn shame. Welcome ladies and gentlemen, this is Pedro DeLuca, and now it is time for your main event of the evening. Introducing your host from Northeast Ohio, he is heavy set, and now here is the Ohio Indie Report. What is up everybody? We are back once again, and I'm here to talk to you about AIW. Of course, and I'm talking about their event, which is, by the time I post this, because I've, I've had such a very busy week, I'm talking about today's, tonight's, damn it feels good to be a gangster, again, tonight, at 7.30, bell time at Turner's Hall, 7325 Guthrie Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio, tickets are just $15, and if you're listening to this fresh and you're listening to this on Friday, odds are tickets will not be available online, but hey, you can give it a try if you want, and that is at AIWrestling.com. But before I get into AIW, I want to speak a little bit on what is going on right now. I'm in the middle of getting everything changed over from the Ohio Indie Report as its own channel to the next phase, which I'm hoping to be finished between now and August, and that is changing over to Kayfabe Sports Radio and getting more shows on here. I know there will be NFL Easy Picks coming later on. I'm trying to get an episode for NFL Easy Picks here soon to talk about the draft that just happened tonight or yesterday depending on when you're listening to this so that's just something we have going on here trying to get more shows on here trying to just throw out more shit i i'm actually thinking about possibly doing a show that is not promotion specific per show like this is the ohio indie report but just doing something where maybe i'm I can get some interviews with some people, sit down, have a talk with them, uh, and just, just, just try to get some of that stuff out there. But we will see how that goes, and I'm not even sure if I would want to all, do all wrestlers, um, all promoter, like like everything I want to do. Like maybe I can, I can just throw some fans in there, and I just get what it's like to be a be a local fan of the scene in one episode. Maybe I, I get another wrestler in another episode. So we'll see how all that goes. But Let's get on to the main business. Let's get on to AIW's Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster. I'm hoping to have the right kind of attire for this show. I don't know exactly what I'll be wearing, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to bust a bandana out or something. I don't know. Have some fun with this with this gangster kind of theme they have. And let's let's talk about this card going on. And I, I kind of want to throw out there, too, not only do we have this. There's There has been a lot of announcements for the Jaylet, which I'll get into at the end of the episode, because, I mean, they have all the participants announced, and they are already starting to announce matches. And we already have two matches announced, and I think they're both top-notch matches, and this is a two-day event. I, mean, I don't think we're going to get a lot of matches announced for the second day, because that could screw up things for the tournament. So I'm looking forward to all that, and we'll get to all that later. But let's get into some of the things going on for Damn Feels Good to be Gangster. And looking at it, it seems like it's it's very light if you look at some of the matches. But one that, that maybe I read wrong when they posted on Facebook and then someone said something about it and I went back and looked and I'm like, oh, I'd seen BJ Whitmer and Chris Dickinson and I, I figured they were in a match together. 
but turns out they are in a pick-your-poison match, and they get to choose each other's opponent. I believe for these two, the, there's so many possibilities you could have for opponents for these two, and so that that's two matches on the card, and I love surprises. That's one thing about AIW, and I, I've bragged how great they are with surprises, and when you just throw those surprises on the card, like, I'm going to be very honest. I'm not really looking forward to this event. I don't know what it is, and it's not, I'm not knocking AIW. I'm not knocking anything. It was just maybe how I am right now. But I will admit, there's times I'm not expecting anything. I'm not overly hyped about something, and then I come out at the end being overly excited. I think with last month with Gauntlet for the Gold, um, next event is the J-Lit, and the one after that is Absolution. I feel like on, on the, if I were to rank these ones on a list of which one I have the most excitement for, this would be at the bottom, and I think that does kind of go in with, you know, the J-Lit as a tournament. Gauntlet for the Gold was a battle royal, and Absolution is like the the be-all, end-all for AIW. So this just has no importance. It's kind of one of those random pay-per-views that when we get from WWE, where it's just, it's just pretty much a pay-per-view, and it really has no big significance for it. But I'm not comparing that to what will, what will be delivered for Damn It Feels Good to Be Gangster. And like I said, this right here with... The two unknown opponents, that's two matches, two people you don't know who they're going to face. And I'm, I'm going to make the decision now. I'm not going to get there early. Now, here, here's what I mean. Last year, when it was straight out of Compton, I showed up five hours early. And it was because I had a job interview. Actually, I actually had like two job interviews in Cleveland. And I wasn't going to drive home and then drive back because I live in Akron. That's a good 45 minutes to an hour drive. That's you know, just so much gas going back and forth. I'm like, no, I'm just going to stay in Cleveland. And I'll, I'll just chill in the parking lot all day, listen to the radio, listen to whatever. Just chill, have fun, relax. And um, I th- I actually watched Haley Hatred get out of a car and walk into the building. And I went, oh, well, I know who Thorne's mystery opponent is when they had a... It was Thorne and Ricky Shane Page with the Pick Your Poison match. So I'm definitely not getting there very early. So this is just the, the first match I had to start things off with. That's one match high on my list, and it's, it's just because it's just that mystery of the show. And next up, we have something I don't, not knowing what to expect, Jody DeMilo versus Addie Starr. It's our women's match of the night. I just don't know what to expect. I'm not really big on Addie. I, th- I think she's good in the ring, but I think of everybody that debuted at last month's show, or at Girls' Night Out, Angelus Lane is the one that like just stole it from me, and th- these are her last two opponents. But I have a, I have a really good feeling we're go- we're going to see a lot of Addie Star in AIW, and it's something I'm not really going to complain about. But we'll we'll see what happens with this match, and I think my only complaint, I mean, it's just my opinion as a fan. When when I first seen Jody DeMilo and what she was wearing, I. I just felt like it was an ordinary person wrestling. She didn't have... I want to say she didn't have, a, in my view, my own opinion, a good enough look. Uh, and it's, it's just the attire. I mean, you don't have to get the expensive gear. You just have, have to have something that looks good on you. And it doesn't look like you just walked in off the street. And that was my only gripe about her. I want to see, I want to see more from her, and I'm, I'm, ex- I'm kind of expecting more out of her. Maybe I'm, I'm putting a little bit too much on her, but that's just my opinion on it. And what is a partial rematch from last month? A little bit of rearranging, because um, last month at Gauntlet for the Gold, we've seen the, the six-way scramble of ACH, Vega, Lewis Linden, Marion Fontaine, Con Laney, and uh, M Dog Matt Cross. 
which to me uh, for the start of the show kind of really stole the show a little bit there was a lot of great wrestling in that match and it really set the tone for the evening now the the rematch semi version we're getting is we're getting Vega again we're getting Lewis London again and we're getting ACH again but this time we are adding Gary J to the mix and it's just a four way and I think there, there's not much when it comes to like storyline when it comes to this match except for maybe Gary J being a part of the submission squad but other than that this I believe this match will stand apart from just its wrestling and can't really ask for much more I mean I'm not expecting Fitchette or Flip Kendrick to come out and have that going ACH is always good in the ring as just as well as Vega I feel like Lewis Linden's been on a cooler for such a such a while, and seeing this match, I, I think there's going to be a lot more coming out of it than we're really expecting. So it's one one way I'm I'm looking at this match. And you know, speaking of Gary J, we have the other two members of the Submission Squad, Pierre Abernathy and Evangelistico, going against the Jollyville Fuckets. Now I've I've kind of said my piece on the Jollyville Fuckets. To me, uh, part of me just not feeling it. Uh, I just, maybe I need to see a little bit more with them. Submission Squad always, always entertain me. And what I'm personally thinking when it comes to this match, Jock Sampson and Marin Fontaine are not scheduled tonight. But will they be there? Will Jock Sampson and Marion Fontaine make a surprise appearance? If they don't, they weren't advertised. It's n- no reason to expect it. But if they do, that will make the Old School Express and Submission Squad feud just that much better. And one kind of thing about the Jollyville Fuckets. Maybe one reason why I'm not feeling them is I, I need to see them in more matches. So putting them against the Submission Squad, a, I think pretty much an underrated tag team in AIW. I, I think this is putting them to good use. And I mean the Jollyville Fuckets putting them into good use, putting up against the Submission Squad. And while we're into, into tag team, let's talk about the AIW tag team title match. Hope and Change versus the Batiri with Veronica Ticklefeather. The Batiri have been after Hope and Change for quite some time to get their titles back. And it's interesting, if you go to the Facebook page for AIW and you check out this picture, this graphic for the match, you'll see comments from Gregory Iron and the Batiri. And I'm not going to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it. I think everybody, it's better for it to, you to read it instead of for me to read it to you. But Hope and Change and the Batiri, I feel like this has been accumulating for quite some time. And I think, that, to me, this just goes back to what I always say about what AIW does. They showcase women wrestling like WWE and TNA don't. And I think with tag team wrestling... I feel the tag team titles are probably the most relevant titles in AIW. I'm not putting down any of the other titles for any other way. I'm not saying these belts are higher, but I just feel like since attending AIW shows, I've seen these titles change more, and I've seen the drama that goes behind the belts at a higher stake, higher level, higher interest. And that's one thing I really enjoy, from the Irish Airborne having it, to euthanasia, to now hope and change, and the teams you have in between. It's just, in my opinion, perfect. And I'm going to put my bold prediction on it. This match will be the match of the night. Just a bold statement for me. We'll see how that holds up. And I think this next match will be one that will be competing with uh, Match of the Night candidate. And that is the rematch from National Pro Wrestling Day, Josh Alexander versus Ethan Page with Silesia Sparks. Ethan Page, tired of, for some weird reason, being in Silesia's shadow, having Silesia outshine him more with matches, and Josh Alexander has just been on a tear. 
He has not lost a singles match yet. But has Ethan Page found the combination? Has Ethan Page found a way to beat Josh Alexander? I think the winner of this match is going to have a bold statement. Whether it be Alexander or Page, it's just going to be a very bold statement on the title pitcher. On some title pitcher. But believe it or not, we are down to the final match of the evening. Um, I'm guessing the way it's pr- it is pronounced now, according to Pedro. Hashtag Nixon, Bobby Beverly, Ricky Shane Page in the AIW Absolute Champion Eric Ryan versus Youth in Asia and the gauntlet for the gold winner, a guy who won me 150 bucks, Colin Delaney. And this is the final match to really have a running for match of the night. Euthanasia, one of the best tag teams to run the ropes in Turner's Hall. Eric Ryan, the champion, the absolute champion of AIW. Colin Delaney, a guy who's been in the ring at WWE. And what does that say about Bobby Beverly and Ricky Shane Page? Does that hold them short? No. Because Nixon as a whole, Nixon as a team, will always find a way to stand out. And they'll always find ways to win. One thing I think it does need to be noted, where will Duke be in all this? And will we see an appearance from Chess Flexer? I believe all that remains to be seen. I think it kind of sucks about this whole card as a whole. As I'm now thinking about it, we only have one title match. And again, like I would say, all the things I said about the tag team title division, that just kind of proves my point or why I think that way. But we do have BJ Whitmer making the return to AIW in quite some time, especially with the two mystery opponents in this, in the said matches against BJ Whitmer and Chris Dickinson. But last but not least, the champion in a six-man tag match. I mean, since I've actually started this episode, I'm starting to look forward to this card a little bit more. Maybe doing the show normally, I do them a couple days earlier. Maybe this help, will help me get forward. Looking forward to the show tonight, and I'm hoping to see you there. If I don't, you can obviously follow at Ohio Report on Twitter, and I will have all the live tweets for the show. But let's not forget all the. Uh, Jaylen announcements We've got to get through very quick. I don't remember where I left off on the last episode of who was all announced, but obviously we do know one day two match of Jock Samson versus Tracy Smothers. Uh, entrant number one is Adam Cole for the Jaylen. Entrant number two, Michael Elgin. Three, Tim Donst. Four, Davey Vega. Five, M Dog Matt Cross. Six, Gary J. Seven, Ricky Shane Page. Eight, Ethan Page. Find it funny that both pages are announced back to back, but whatever. Lewis Linden at number nine, and at number ten, Josh Prohibition. Number eleven, a shock. Veda Scott, number 12, Josh Alexander, number 13, Chris Dickinson, number 14, our second female, Addie Starr, number 15, Bobby Beverly, number 16, BJ Whitmer, number 17, ACH, number 18, Colin Delaney, number 19, Nasty Russ Myers of the Jollyville Fuckets, number 20, one of my personal favorites, Marion Fontaine, number 21, Johnny Gargano, Number 22, a guy I do not know much about, so I can't say much about him. And that is, hoping I'm pronouncing his name right, Thaddeus Thomas. Number 23, a third female to the tournament, Kimberly. And number 24, coming by the way of Beyond Wrestling, we have Biff Busick. And he kicks off the announcement for opening round matches. We have Biff Busick versus... Michael Elgin, and the last match to be announced as of right now, announced as I'm recording this six hours ago, Johnny Gargano versus M. Dog Macross. This I'm looking forward to. You put Gargano, Cross, and Prohibition in a ring, however you want to have those three 
especially against each other, and this, you're getting at least two of the three, I'm not going to complain. And another reason why I'm looking forward to the Jalen, which, throwing out the Jalen information one more time, if you need to hear it, the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament for 2013, obviously, Friday, May 24th, and Saturday, May 25th, bell time 7.30 for the 24th, 6 o'clock for the 25th, a special fan fest will be held on the 25th at 3 p.m. for $5 to $20 each show. Two-day pass is 30 bucks, and that is only lasting a couple more days, and after that, it is going to be 40 But again, one more rundown going back to Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster is tonight, Friday, April 26th, 7.30 bell time at Turner's Hall in Cleveland, Ohio. Tickets, $15. In the matches, we have B.J. Whitmer and Chris Dickinson picking each other's opponents for Pick Your Poison matches. Josh Alexander versus Ethan Page with Silesia Sparks. Jody DeMilo versus Addie Starr. Davey Vega versus Lewis Linden versus ACH versus Gary J. AIW Tag Team Title Match Hope and Change versus the Batiri with Veronica Ticklefeather. The Submission Squad versus the Jollyville Fuckets. And our main event of the evening, Hashtag Nixon. Eric Ryan, Bobby Beverly, and Ricky Shane Page versus Colin Delaney and Euthanasia. And one last time, you can follow me on Twitter, follow the show on Twitter, at Ohio Report, and I will have all the live tweets of the event. So if you can't make it, you can still be informed on what's going on, and that will do it for me. I will get back to you next week on the results and my thoughts on Damn, It Feels Good to Be a Gangster. And that'll do it for the Ohio Indie Report. Yeah.